We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's a brand new football season. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. Odo Beckham is on the Cleveland Browns. The one thing that hasn't changed is where I'm putting my money down on the games. My bookie is the place to bet on football every weekend. Our Blue Wire producers are using mybookie.com slash Blue Wire to sign up this year. My bookie has a better bonuses and more prop bets than other sports books. Period. This year, they're hosting the first online handicap sports contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000. Wow, $100,000. And it only costs $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over and under on how many fantasy points a player will score each week. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE. And when creating your account, claim the bonus. Bet. Win. Get paid. The Detroit Lions fall to 0-3 in the preseason as they lose 24-20 versus the Buffalo Bills. But we did see some starters play. How did the starters look in this game? And Snacks Harrison actually just got a contract extension. How does that affect the team? Find out on episode 35 of the Pride Podcast. going on guys welcome back to the pride podcast episode 35 on the blue wire network and the detroit lions took another loss this week again in the preseason now they are 0-3 after falling to the buffalo bills at ford field i'm tyler from lions nation i'm pierre from detroit lions fan page What's going on, everybody? I am Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. 
All right, guys, before we get into the Buffalo Bills game, the Detroit Lions made a very interesting move before the game started. The Lions extended defensive tackle Damon Snacks Harrison. And that is some huge news after all the controversy that's been going out. He held out all of OTAs, and you know there was some controversy. Will he sit out during training camp? He did not. He came. Pierre, let's start off with you. How huge is this for the Lions re-signing Damon Snacks Harrison. I mean, it's huge. You know, you, you got him happy. He's happy now. You give him some guaranteed money. I believe they added $12 million guaranteed into this year and some up next year. So, um, so I believe, like, the deal now, it's like a three-year, $27 million-ish deal, something like that. I don't know the exact numbers. I like it, you know. He's happy. So why not? Did you, did you think it was a good deal for the Detroit Lions? I thought it was a good deal for both sides, to be honest. Um, okay. And I could see uh, Slay up next. Same okay. issues with him. No guaranteed money left. At, a, at another year, put some guaranteed money in. Give him a slight raise. And there you go. They're represented by the same guy. So, Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not surprised. I mean, and it's, it's a good deal. Definitely for Snacks, getting him some guaranteed money. Um, you know what he's going to bring to the table. You know, he's a, probably the best nose tackle in the NFL right now. I think in the past five years, he leads defensive tackles and tackles. So yeah. um he he's he's a beast. He you know he deserves he deserves it. So you know kudos you know kudos to Snacks Harrison on getting that extension. Are are you guys shocked by any means that the Detroit Lions did this before the season started? Absolutely not. They don't like to negotiate during the season. Um Bob Quinn doesn't like that because it causes a distraction to the players. Normally, like normally, teams do not like to negotiate during the season. It's just a distraction. For yeah, them. yeah, yeah. I, I understand that part, but he has another year part of his contract, and you know the Patriot way. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised. And like, this is the Lions' way now. It's Bob Quinn's way, Matt Patricia's way. It's not the Patriots' way. So, oh, wow. I mean, yeah, they they like they have a similar mentality, but they do some different things that New England doesn't do. Like, they don't take literally everything New England doesn't bring in here. They they bring their own thoughts into it too. You know? Wait, they don't. <laughs> uh, they don't. <laughs> they don't. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm honestly. I was actually kind of surprised they. Uh, they worked out the deal before the season. I kind of expected that. You know, Snacks and Slay were just kind of have to deal with the situation, not really having much leverage in the situation. But you know, like Malcolm said, kudos to you know Drew Rosenhaus and Snacks getting that deal done before the season. And you know, I guess yeah, they made you know very talented defensive tackle happy but you know i'm obviously excited i thought snacks was one of those guys they should give an extension to because he's one of those players you know he's already 30 years old but at his position he's going to still be a very good player even as he ages you know and, right. uh, nose tackle mainly known for his run stuff and doesn't really like you know get out of his prime you know it, their prime goes way longer than a different skill position like a quarterback position or wide receiver position so it is a difference and i guess yeah well it's something interesting will they figure out the darius slay situation something to look out for the next upcoming days real quick i just want to mention real quick i honestly believe that they got this deal done um mainly because i think it's respect i think um they saw that you know snacks and slay they actually came back i think if they would have continued to hold out don't believe a deal would have got done i honestly believe that if they would have held out still been out right now I don't believe they would have got a deal done, but I think because they saw that they came back, um, you know, they let their agents do the talking while they, you know, put the work on the field. I do believe that's what got the deal done, and I do believe Slay is next. All right, guys. So that is 
the Lions transaction they made this week, extending snacks. So I want to hop into the Lions' loss. So they are now 0-3 in the preseason, and this was their dress rehearsal game. And, and, you know, some people are concerned. You know, I saw on Instagram, I saw on Twitter, some people are concerned. But I want to start off with this topic before we get into the actual game. And so, well, I mean, I guess this wasn't the game. But we had two key injuries in this game. Frank Ragnow and linebacker Jared Davis went down, and they didn't look very, you know, promising. You know, they don't look like they'll be ready. So I want to start off with Malcolm. What is your thoughts and reactions of, you know, losing Jared Davis and Frank Ragnow? Uh, I mean, stuff like that happens, you know, it's football, you know, you can't predict injuries. You can't, I mean, you can only do so much. I mean, something like this could have happened week one. It's not like we should say, oh, they should never play their starters because look what happened. You know, now we got two injuries. You can't predict injuries. Injuries happen. It's football. It is, it is what it is. But Jared Davis looked like the very second play he, he went out there and he got hurt the very second play of the game. He um looked like. Devon Kennard rolled on his ankle, and I don't even know how severe it is. I think they got to do an MRI on it. And then in the second quarter, we got Frank Ragnow. You know, he somebody else rolled on him, and you know now he's injured. But like like I said, man, something like that those are those are injuries you can't predict. Something like that could happen in training camp, cap in week one, cap in the first play of week one. You, you you never know. So it just it's just an unfortunate situation. Yeah, definitely, it definitely sucks to lose a guy like Frank Ragnow, who was you know. Who's going to be a starting center? Who's looking really good behind center for you know this new offense with Daryl Bevel, Matthew Stafford, and it kind of sucks. You know now you have a new center. Kind of we have one week of preseason, and we will not see Matthew Stafford week four. So you know how much practice will they get before week one with the new center? You know Graham Glasgow did have some experience last year. He has kind of adjust back to that center role. He didn't really take. I don't think any snaps at all at the center position with Matthew Stafford. So it is definitely going to be something interesting to look out for. But, yeah, losing Frank Ragnow is a huge blow to that offensive line. But, you know, like Malcolm said, it's football, and it can happen any time. And, well, Jared Davis, I want to say something. The Lions do have, I think, the depth needed, and they have some pretty good depth behind Jared. You know, guys like Jalen Reeves Maven been stepping up during camp, stepped up today in this game, had a – should have been an interception, I, I like to say. That was an interception. It was an interception. That was an interception. Yeah, it, it, that was an interception. It, it, it got called back because of uh, you know, some bullshit roughing, uh, yeah, officiating. Yeah, no, we ain't going to talk about that. But, yeah, that was an interception. Everybody knows that, that was an interception. Yeah. Uh, whoever the announcers were tonight, you were like, <laughs> they were they were shocked as hell as well. So, uh, yeah, Jalen Reeves may have been making plays out there in camp preseason. So, I, I really do like the depth behind uh Jared Davis and that linebacker group, but losing Frank Ragno is a huge blow to that offensive line. I'll say this with the offensive line. I know you said you're concerned about Glasgow at center. I think that's his natural position. He struggled at he's he struggled at left guard today. Um I think he'll be fine right at center, guard. but what I'm sorry, right guard, yeah. I think he'll be fine at center, but what what's concerning to me is if you put Wiggins and Glasgow spot, then who's your swing tackle if Crosby is not healthy? It can't be Donald. Donald, he has not had a good preseason or training camp. Um, it's concerning to me. that That's what's concerning. Like, Wiggins can start, right? But then who's your swing tackle? Do you keep Abushi and do you keep Wiggins as your swing tackle? Keep Abushi as your top interior? I don't know. It just depends. 
Um, and then going to the other side, like you said, defensively, I do like Jalen Reeves Maven, but can he stay healthy? He hasn't been healthy the past two seasons. He's been injured. That that's a concern for me. Um Miles Killebrew today. He played a little late, which was odd to me. He came in a little late. Pittman got uh got playing time over him. So, I mean, there is some stuff to sort out. We'll see what happens. And hopefully these guys, it's nothing major. Hopefully just a four- to six-week ankle sprain for both guys. But we'll see. We don't know. If you, if, you guys ha- if you guys had to put a – you know, you never want to do this, but who would you say is more important to the team right now, Jared Davis or Frank Ragnow? Well, with the depth-wise, I think the depth on the offensive line is shaky. You have depth at linebacker. So I'd say the center of Frank Ragnow easily. I definitely yeah. agree with that. Frank, Frank Ragnow is the best. He don't, I think he's honestly our best offensive lineman. Yeah, I think I was just I thinking about that too. Yeah, so it sucks, t- man. Yeah, and it just it really does. You just, know, it kind of just sucks. Like you know, he's had a whole training camp being that center role, got promoted to the center spot, and you know, it it is nice at least Glasgow has experience at the center spot. But you know, it's going to have to be getting back to the adjustment period. You know, definitely interesting. Interesting to see, you know, week four and week one in Arizona. So I'm interested to see what happens. And and this is a key that a lot of people probably don't know. Uh, Frank Ragnow didn't miss a st- didn't miss a snap last year. Same with Jared. Yeah, he played all snaps, and and look what happened, man. It just can't control injuries. Freak stuff happens. It is what it is. But Jared is also like the quarterback of our defense. It still hurts to not have Jared out there. I mean, he's a playmaker. He what? He I believe he let um he let the linebackers in sacks last year, like off. Yeah, Off ball yeah. linebackers, right? And and he was he was on he was on pace to have a big year. He worked on his yeah. got stronger this offseason. It sucks. It just it, sucks. It does. It just what I'm more interested in right now is the time frame. I wanna I wanna know like how long they're expecting them these guys to be out. Is it gonna be several weeks? Are we gonna, you know, miss these guys for the first month? You know, they, it it all depends, you know. Maybe they come back quick, you know. They only miss a couple games and come back, you know, who knows? Let me let me actually got a question. <laughs> Let me actually got a question because this situation happened so many times in the NFL. Um, you notice it. I think it happened last year with Dallas when um, Sean Lee, their middle linebacker, got injured. I don't know where it comes. Lane Vanderesh. Yes, and he completely balls out. Sean Lee doesn't see the job ever again. Yeah. If Jalen Reeves Maven plays lights out as a middle linebacker. Do you, and Jerry Davis is healthy. Do you give Jerry Davis back the job? I think the mic would be to buy. I think uh, Jalen will will play like probably the will, and I think Tavai is the mic. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough counting on Tavai right now. I mean, do you really want to stick a rookie from Hawaii in Week One, like in NFL, his first NFL game? Do you want to stick him in there? So what? Look at the Cowboys there with Darius Leonard. I mean, the Colts there with Darius Leonard. He's, that kid went to D two and they sticked him in there in the second round pick and he balled out. It, 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 it's a tough decision. I don't know. I don't know if the blinds would be you know opposed to starting a guy from a small university week one in the NFL in his first NFL game. Well, he played today with the starters, even with Davis. So yeah. I think I think he has a role on this team. I'm not saying he doesn't have a role. I just I don't know if you want to start him right away in the middle linebacker role. I just middle middle linebacker spot. Yeah, I just want to know. If, I just want to know if Jalen if Jalen Reeves Maven balls out, like he's playing. Pro Bowl level, these like for the two games, right. and then Davis is healthy. Do we see Davis again? Yeah, I think Davis. Is you still, we still see Davis. Davis, yeah. he's coming back. He's gonna be a starter regardless. Yeah, I think Davis well, I, is just talented. 
I mean, well, you said Pro Bowl level. If I'm seeing yeah. Pro Bowl level from like Jaylen for two Reeves, games, maybe, like two games, like he's balling out. Like I don't know if I can expect that out of Jalen Reeves, but if it is happening, then you can't just give that role back to Jared. If Jalen Reeves maybe is playing like a Pro Bowler, then you got to stick with working right now. If because they, that's what happened. That's what happened in Dallas last year. Yeah, if they're winning football games, you stick with winning football games. They're yeah, Sean Lee is like he's been always injury prone and stuff. And Davis is still a young. Davis is your franchise player. He's a first round okay. pick. You're not going to give up on him. So let's say the Jared Davis injury is four to six weeks. Let's say the Lions are four and two in the first six games, okay. and Jalen Reese Maven is balling out. Do you just insert Jared have, Davis? And they have in a there? top five defense at at that point. You don't insert him. You slowly ease him in. But then again, like Jalen Reeves maybe also has an injury history though. Like it's well, so if, hard. But if if he's balling, I'm saying like if if Melvin's yeah. at Pro Bowl level, you yeah, can't just take like, off if he's balling, you probably leave him in there. But you also have to find a role for Jared Davis because Jared Davis is your guy. Like that sure. he's their guy. He's a, their but first if Jalen Reeves maybe is playing like Malcolm said, a Pro Bowl player, I'm not taking Jalen Reeves maybe out of my rotation. He's he's my my starting defensive middle linebacker if he's playing at the Pro Bowl level. Right, right. That, that's that's gonna be a question. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's gonna happen. You know, it'll take a lot for that that's something tough. like that. That's yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's that's tough to ask for. Yeah, but uh, but if that does happen, no, does happen, that's hell gonna no, be some, you're not thinking about it. It's gonna be some controversy. Uh, what are we gonna do? No, I, I you don't take that. You don't take what's broken. You you stick with what's going on. If they're four and two in their first six weeks, which is a very tough six weeks. You stick with. I mean, this is this is just like this is just like I, I know this is this is just bullshitting. Whatever. This I'm bullshitting. If this if this happens, you gotta stick with Jalen Reeves. Yeah, definitely somebody to look out for. All right, but guys, let's get into more into the game. So the <laughs> offense, Matthew Stafford, like I expected, did play and he played a decent amount in this game, kind of more than some people expected. Pierre, how did your boy Stafford do in this game? I mean, he did like what I expected out of him. You know, he looked sharp. Was sharp. Was he better than David Fails? Come on! (laughs) (laughs) All right, come on. Is is that is that that, that, that a yeah? I mean, you tell me. You got eyes. Was he better than Tom Savage? I mean, you're asking. Come on. Come on, man. Don't disrespect nine like that, bro. I'm just saying. Has he looked better than other quarterbacks in the preseason? Stafford like is a top ten quarterback in the league. Okay, so yeah, he looked better than every other's back, every other team's backup quarterback. Okay, fair enough. All right, Continue. so so uh, Stafford was sharp. You know, um, he had like what that I want to say a bad throw, but maybe he could have thrown a little higher. I believe it was to Marvin, if I'm not mistaken. It was the end zone. Yeah, that was like a little off, but like other than that throw, I mean, there was a couple of drops, kind of disappointing. But it's preseason, you know. Um, other than that, throw, I thought he was sharp, uh, made his reads correctly, moved well in the pocket, uh, was accurate. He looked good to me. His arm is still there. He was 12 for 19, 137 yards and a touchdown, 100.102.3 rating. So, yeah, I thought he was – he played well in the time he had. One thing that stuck out with me and, you know, makes a lot of sense, preseason football, they didn't really test his arm in the preseason, you know, kind of doing a lot of more short passes, kind of right. testing out their other weapons, like their slot receiver, Danny Amendola, who had a, one of that very talented, nice catch. I saw it was, it was sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, we saw number 88, TJ Hawkinson, who I've been hyping up for a while for sure. Training camp. And, you know, he looked good. He had that one drop, but yeah, it's preseason football. So, you know, getting back the, 
mechanics, getting back the tempo of the game is, you know, it's just given, you know, he hasn't played the first two games. So something that, you know, they'll you know, easily fix. But, you know, I was convinced. I like that Matt Patricia and Daryl Bevel actually stuck out with Matt, or with Matt Stafford, you know, not taking him out after just getting the three points. You know, he stuck with Matt Stafford. They wanted him to get a touchdown in. They wanted him to have a nice promising drive to end the night. And that's exactly what they did. I was impressed with his offense. You know, seeing a lot of little different looks, but expecting the season of him to go out that arm. So we didn't see it much of that or at all in tonight's game. So it's uh, definitely looks like this offense will be fine. Offensive line didn't give a sack up to Stafford. So I was impressed, honestly, watching this first team offense. I want to um, say something. Like you could just see the difference between Bevel and Jim Bob Cooter. You see some motions, like you could tell all right away if it's man or zone. You see like get tight ends running crossing routes. You didn't see that with Jim Bob. You just like see some basic stuff that's like, oh, okay, like we could do this. So it was nice to see. And then one of my favorite plays of the game was a touchdown pass to Ty Johnson. There was some really tight coverage, and Stafford just threw it like right only where Johnson could get it. It was. It was a it was a heck of a throw. Everything you guys said about Matt Stafford, about him being in training camp, how he looked in training camp, it showed today. He was sharp. You know, like you say, it was 12 for 19, 137 yards and a touchdown. Now, what impressed me the most is something that I'd never seen Stafford do in his right now 11th year career is his ability to roll out the pocket. Now, there was a lot of play action plays that they were doing and he was rolling out and he was finding that open man on the other side of the field, which is, I think that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for a lot of the slot receivers, you know, the, the tight ends. And then he also has the opportunities to find guys deep. So I know they kept it kind of vanilla. They didn't really show too much, but Stafford looks sharp, man. Like <laughs> I really like what I saw. And then I also like what I saw from the defense. Yeah. I want to say, I want to say one more thing about the offense before we head into the defenses. One thing they do need to correct, I know it's preseason, third down conversion. That, yeah. that, that, that was huge in this ball game. They did not convert on third down. I actually have a stat on their third down conversion. They were two for 13. That's one thing they just need to correct is the third down conversion. There was one I remember they were on the goal line under, under 20 yards. They had uh, Stafford just rushed the pass. You know, had Danny Amendola wide open for a first down. You know, the like I said, preseason football you're not having all your this is their first time on the field together honestly if you think about it versus other competition besides themselves so getting back into game speed is huge and you could see the game speed was not there on that play because if Stafford waited one more second for Amendola to turn his head they wouldn't have been a drop I don't think that was the reason why I think the reason why was like Dola was looking to run before he made the catch because I mean, he turned around as a quarterback you should hold on to the ball until your quarterback or until your wide receiver turns his head around so catch the ball, get the first down. He had the time to, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, I think no that pressure. was Dola's fault. I think it was Amendola's fault. I don't think it was Stafford's fault. Really? I mean, I don't know. He, they, yeah. he, he was wide open as hell. He would have got the touchdown probably if he was, or yeah, at least the first looked, down. So that's what happened. He looked at the ball, but he looked behind. Like, he looked, he was looking to run instead of go. I don't know. I, I feel like Stafford should just wait, like, two more seconds, just wait for the wide receiver to turn his head, get the first down. I don't down. think you wait two seconds. That's a quick pass because it's an, it's an hour. If you wait two seconds... The defender will get there. Or he'll get pressure in his face. That's a quick pass. Yeah, I mean, that's just, game speed needs to get you know need to get back on. Not even just Stafford. Everyone on the offense. The game right. speed. Just, everyone needs to get back. You know, it was their first game versus another opponent's defense. So, 
just the game speed is what they you know need to get back into. So and, and Buffalo is not a pushover either. They're 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 a top defense right now. Yeah, they're number two defense last year. They're number two you defense could, last year. And they you kept how they were. Yeah, and they kept ten of the eleven their eleven of their ten of their eleven of their guys last year from last year's defense. So. Right. So similar group, they know each other. And you could tell Buffalo is also keeping their stuff vanilla. They weren't really running much, uh, like mostly basic plays. I didn't really see anything crazy out of Buffalo. I mean, their defense still played. Oh yeah, well they're, they're talented. They're talented. Yeah, they're really so. talented. They're like a top ten defense, maybe top five. Yeah, it, it was a good competition between the no Lions' buts. offense and the Buffalo defense. I was I was impressed with both ends. You know, I know we're not here to analyze the Buffalo defense, but you know, I was impressed with both sides. Right, but let, let's let's hop into the Lions defense. So, Malcolm, you were talking about the Lions defense, and you were impressed. What made you impressed with that Lions defense? Um, the way the, the pressure, and I've been saying about this from from day one that if if a team applies pressure on the quarterback, the whole secondary, the whole coverage is just the, the, the job is just easier. Yeah. Because what's happening when you put pressure on the quarterback, the timing is off. They throw the ball early. Like you see, you, you notice a lot of the plays that they um, Josh Allen was throwing the ball too early. Before the receiver even had a chance to, to, to make a move because the, there was a lot of pressure out on him. Um, the, the play that um, Coleman broke up, that he threw it too early, it's just because of the pressure. And then another play that Darius Slate broke up, he threw the ball too early because of the pressure. And I think we're going to see a lot of that this year. I think we're going to see a lot of putting pressure on the quarterback, forcing him to throw the ball early, and we're going to get stops. And that's what makes the defense easier. And I saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of that today. I think it's going to get better once. We have full strength as far as yeah. Without Trey Flowers, we were able to do that. So once Trey Flowers come back, once Deshaun Hand comes back, I think it's going to make it a lot easier to put pressure on the quarterback. Right, and uh, I you're talking about pressure. I'm t- let's talk about the run defense. You cannot run the ball on the Detroit Lions. I don't care if you're the Dallas Cowboys, if you're the New Orleans Saints. You cannot run the ball on us. And that one play, I believe McCoy broke out. I saw a tweet in there that the the refs missed a hold or something. So, I mean, they they had trouble running the ball. They even had two holding calls when they were trying to run the yeah. ball. It tells you how good our defense, how our front four is. Did I thought you see Mike, our boy Mike. Did you see our boy Mike Daniels? Was gonna yeah, I thought Mike Daniels played great. Uh, he had a he had a pressure there that forced. I thought that was a pick. Should have been an interception. That was a pick. Yeah, that was a bullshit call. There, there it is. Yeah, that's another one. Yeah. Um. And then you could see when the when the when the defense attack. I mean, the D line looks strong. When they eat up, when they like eat up those blocks, it opens those lanes for linebackers. And I thought Tavai played well. Jalen Reeves Maven played well. I thought the front seven played really good today, like the starting front seven. Say so, yeah, okay, first team, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get into the other. Uh, I'll say before I'm not going to say my words. Yeah, but voice management Bruh. is my, my main word. For you know, what was another thing that kind of just pissed me about this football game. The, the penalties, the penalties on this this football, oh it was God. it was disgusting. Like B- Buffalo's end, Detroit's end, it was just yellow flag after yellow flag. Even the announcer at one point said, "I have to go buy me a yellow handkerchief after this game." <laughs> he sure yeah. did. Well, it, it got it got that bad. What it is is there's guys fighting for their jobs, and these guys might be fighting a little extra hard. And it's just like, are we gonna leave out the play by Tracy Walker? I mean, <laughs> and Adrian Robinson. Getting a taunting penalty after? Yeah, that that was stupid. I don't. What think the hell did he do? I don't, I don't know. Walker is a dirty player. No, no, not at all. Um, I just thought maybe like he should be more aware in that situation. He'll probably get fined for that. He'll learn his lesson. 
Ashawn Robinson is one of those guys with that you just don't fuck with. So I don't know if he's taunting or whatever he was doing. I'm sure something was going on. But you you do not want to mess with Ashawn Robinson. He he's not a guy you want to mess with. I'll just say that. Did you just see did you see Bo Davis after? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was furious. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But Tracy Walker shouldn't get fined. I mean it wasn't that it wasn't that bad of a hit. He hit him above the above the hips. I mean, it was was a late. He had two feet out of bounds. Yeah, two feet out of bounds. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like it's not like he went for his knees or anything like that. No, no, no. no. But I think like personal personal fouls get fined. So yeah, uh, I just want to know what did what did Ashawn Robinson do to for to taunt? What, what 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 could he possibly taunt in a situation like that? <laughs> I think like he was trying to defend his boy Tracy because someone went up to him and then he started talking shit. I I really don't know. What did he possibly say? Oh, you lucky you ran out of bounds, boy. What? Like, like, what can you possibly say? Bro, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I don't know what goes on Aishan's mind. I don't want to know what goes on the, the, This mind. is where I would love the lines around Hard Knocks, because you would see something like that. <laughs> why why Aishan was taunting on the field. I wish he, like, I wish he was, like, mic'd up, so it's like I could hear what he said. And, well, like, he said it. Aishan would never agree to that. Bo I would never agree to that. Bo went off at him, so. He probably was like, yo, what the hell are you doing? Like yeah. why would why would you t- why would you do that? <laughs> like what's the point? And I'm sure Aishan regrets that as well. It's just like sometimes you have to keep your emotions and emotions in check. But it's a football game, you know. These guys. That's, that's not a taunting situation to taunt, though. That's why I'm, <laughs> I'm puzzled. I'm, <laughs> like if you land a big hit on somebody, I get it. Like you lay somebody like yeah, you know, you taunt. Yeah, you know, I understand that something like that could happen. But the man was out of bounds. He bumped him. It wasn't like a big hit. He bumped him. He got a. Taunting penalty, like really? Yeah, I don't know to be honest. Yeah, that's why it's preseason football, man. This is <laughs> a lot of penalties for a dress rehearsal game, though. That's something you gotta, you know, fix up right away. There is a lot. You right. were mentioning a lot of the late guys were, you know, getting penalties. Like guys, like in the second team, third team, were getting a lot of penalties. Right. But you know, some of the first team, you know, did have some penalties. But it's gotta clean that up. So we discussed the first team offense, the first team defense. We got some more, got some oopsie doopsie to talk about. I think you guys know what I'm going to say, but let's take a quick commercial break before we do that. If shaving is a terrible experience for you, we've got you covered at Blue Wire. Our podcast network is teaming up with Harry's to make sure our listeners are shaving comfortably. Go to harrys.com slash Blue Wire to save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, travel blade cover you get all that for just three dollars shipped right to your door enough with the low quality razors from convenience stores that's totally worth trying carry sign up today harry's has fixed shaving by combining a simple clean design with quality and durable blades at fair price harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned harry's bought a world-class blade factory in germany that's been making quality blades for over 95 years join the 10 million who have tried harry's Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you don't love your shave, let them know and they'll give you a full refund. Again, make sure you go to harrys.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash bluewire to redeem your razor for $3. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse... Guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it other than seeing a doctor. The same is true for electrolyte dysfunction. 
Study shows 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides your treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in a discreet packaging right to your door with a free two-day shipping. Guys, go to your doctor. Electron dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get it checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and a free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash BlueWire. back uh, it looks like we have a baller of the week and a oopsie doopsie of the week and let's start off with the baller of the week pierre who do you have who bought out today who's the baller of the week sorry guys malcolm i'm gonna bend the rules a little we're gonna do one for the first half once for the second half all right that, that, you're, you're the boss let's, let's roll with it all right my first half obviously we talked to him from the beginning it's uh matthew stafford he was what sharp yeah, he was sharp, 12 of 19, 137, and a touchdown, looked good in the pocket, was moving well. Um, pretty, yeah, we talked about him earlier. And then my second one is Mark Thompson. Hey. Let's go. And Tyler, Tyler, I really think he's pushing Zenner for that fourth running back spot. I really do. I know Zenner's your boy. It, it, it is. I mean, he is. He's playing really well this preseason, and he played really well last preseason for the Ravens. So I think he runs better than Zenner, but I don't know if he's contributed on special teams. Uh, I'm not sure about that. That's, like, the issue. One thing I want to quote Mark Thompson for, he actually said in our podcast, he never lets the first man tackle him. He's right about that. He does yeah. not let the first man tackle him. Yeah. He said that in our lies. podcast. He said, that's his mentality. He's like, all I know is that I'm not letting that first man tackle me. And he exactly does that. Like, I watched him. I'm like, damn, he was not lying to us. He, he does everything like he said he does. Yeah. And I've been impressed with him, man. He's I, a grind. Yeah, he's, he's a combination of everything. He's a combination of speed, power. You know, he has some vision, too. I, I like him a lot. And I think he could be that guy. I think he has a big chance to win that last running back job just because he has a combination to do so much. If you need him to be that goal line back, Mark Thompson could be that goal line back. You need that short yardage. Mark, Mark Thompson, Thompson could be that short yardage guy. If you need a big play, Mark Thompson could get you a big play. Like yeah, he, but, you, but you have C.J. Anderson in your roster as well. You, you do, but right. that's why you have backup. Just in case it's something where it happened to C.J. Yeah. If something happened to C.J., you insert Mark Thompson for that role and everything continue, the, the, the train keeps rolling. So... Uh, Pierre gave his. It looked like he has two ball of the weeks. Um, now we're gonna jump into the oopsie doopsie of the week. Oh, Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest. Tyler, who made who made the who's oopsie doopsie for this week? Ah, uh, 
man, this is a, a really tough decision, if I had to say the very least. And you're lying. And uh, I said I'd do a Madden giveaway. I said Liar. I'd do a Madden, <laughs> I said I'd do a Madden giveaway if um, this specific individual made the roster. And you know, you guys were really excited on Instagram. You're like, yeah, I believe in you, David Phils. Oh yeah, he still got a chance. And Team Phils. And I made my roster predictions actually for last um, after the Texans game. I and I did not include David Phils. Um, I guess surprisingly to some people, um, and they're like, "Come on, man, David Fails is the man." And I think today proved everything why David Fails is not the man, and why he is my oopsie doopsie of the week. Let me just read off some David Fails stats. You, you guys don't, do, don't, you don't do that. You don't do that to him. You, you don't want me to? I, I'm saying you don't have to, man. I'm, I, I'm gonna do it. He he was three for ah. eight, oh, twenty-two man. yards, oh, and his quarterback rating was forty-five point eight. Forty-five point eight. Oh my lord! Uh, <laughs> David fails. You are my oopsie doopsie of the week, and I have no co-candidate because you were so bad for this week that you deserve all of the oopsie doopsie. Sometimes I like to give a co-candidate. No, there's no co-candidate this week. You are my full oopsie doopsie of the week. Sorry, David fails. But my prediction is done. If you guys want to enter our Madden giveaway, if David fails makes the team, which is not happening, go ahead enter on Instagram on the Pride Podcast. He's not making the football team. Quote me all you want. I'll give away three copies of Madden 20 if he makes the 53-man roster out of camp as our backup quarterback. I'm wow. David wow. Fields, I'll make the team. Mic drop. <laughs> he dropped the mic? Man, uh, Tyler is really hyped. He was really excited. I mean, I know. I was getting a little scared. I know he's getting, about, he was getting worried. Yeah, I'll say this about Fails. Um, he didn't have enough time. Like, at times, but when did he have enough time? He'd hold on to the ball way to he didn't have enough time. <laughs> I saw that dude hold the ball for like thirty seconds. Sometimes. There was a play where like I could have like kicked back, ate ate some uh, chips with some dip, you know, just kicked back, relaxed. David Fields is still there. I could have taken a shower. He had time. Dude, I could have went to a restaurant up. and waited for my food, ate, paid, and gone home by the time he had that much time. Sometimes, yeah, he had a lot of time at, and he just like would hold on to the ball too long. I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. know it's, I don't know what's. I don't know why he did that. I guess maybe it's his confidence is not that high. You don't know why he didn't do that. Just listen to some previous podcasts of us. To be fair as well, the wide receivers, the <laughs> wide receivers. <laughs> to be fair, the wide receivers have not performed well. The backups have not. No one has really stepped up, you know. You got, I, I don't know, so. Man, David fails. <laughs> he is like, man, he went right back to week one. All right, guys, let's talk about some things we didn't really talk about. Um, Matt Prater, 61-yard field goal. Wow. High snap. Got it down. Line drive kick. Hashtag my kicker. My kicker, (laughs) yeah. What did you guys think of Ty Johnson? I mean, just the rookies in general. TJ Hawkinson, Ty Johnson, Jelani Tavai, Will Harris, Amani. PJ Johnson, all these guys made plays today. It was it was really a good de- it was a good development day for most of those guys. Amani had a you know up and down day. Had you know made some nice plays out there. Right, had a really nice pass breakup. Got beat one play by I believe TJ Yeldon, but rookie up and down day. Will Harris, you know I think recovered the fumble. Yeah, um, second one. Yeah, PJ made a play like you mentioned. Yeah, it was a nice day. You know, especially it was nice to see some guys that actually have roles on this football team like Ty Johnson. TJ Hawkinson, Jelani Tavai make some nice plays in this game. I was rookies, I think, could have won baller of the week. All the rookies in general, if you want to give the rookie class, they mm. played well. Yeah, yeah it, it was good to see uh, Amani Awarie. 
bounce back this week. Um, the only rookie that didn't really stand out was Travis, Travis Fulgham. Oh, yeah. He was only, he was, I thought he had a bad day. Yeah, he, yeah, he, had, he, had a, he had a rough day. But besides him, everybody else, you know, they performed well. You know, Armani played really well. Um, you know, Tavai is Tavai. TJ Hawkinson led the team in receiving yards today with 52 yards. Remember what I told you, Malcolm? Remember what I told you way back when we were talking about the tight ends? Yeah, we sure did. What episode was that? That was like what? 17, 18. I was like, you guys will love this kid. Just wait on it. I was like, like, yeah, I was like, yeah, right. You better not pick a tight end or I'm punching somebody in the face. Um, (laughs) No, we we, we actually said we would jump off a bridge. (laughs) Yeah, we did say that. Yeah, we did say we were, we were jump off a bridge. I don't need a video of you guys jumping off a bridge. Nah, no, that... I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I love TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson, man, he's oh. you're right. I mean, he's he looks special. We'll see how we'll see how it turns out, man. Yeah, um, I want to get into another topic. The backup receivers, no one has really stood out. I believe today they gave Tom Kenny over Brandon Powell. Oh yeah, definitely much. Chris Lacey, I mean, he he beat his one guy, but it was like. I don't know what the hell fails it on that pass. <laughs> I forgot to um, mention that. <laughs> really, like, no one really stood out. No one had a big game for the backup wide receivers. What do you guys think? Like, yeah, There's on lock. Yeah, after our three, man, after Galladay, Amendola, and Marvin, it's, it's tough to decide. And I, I feel so bad for this guy. Chris Lacey, man, he's had two straight weeks where the ball <laughs> just oversailed his head so far. And I feel so bad for the guy, man. He hasn't really got an opportunity to play with a legit quarterback, you know, like Matthew Stafford, but I'm sorry, that's some funny shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you why this. Is funny. I'm gonna tell you why this is funny shit. Because last week <laughs> he was playing with he was playing with Josh Johnson. He was like, man, how come I couldn't play with David Fails? Yeah, Y'all putting me with Josh Johnson, I can't catch shit. <laughs> they reverse it. They put him with David Fails, and he's on sideline like, God damn it, why you gotta put me with David Fails? You should put me with Josh Johnson. I can't he did catch ask shit. Probably, he probably asked for it. <laughs> That's so messed up, man. He can't win, man. It's, it's not his fault. I yeah, mean, but he's at, like, I feel so bad for the guy. He gets good separation, man. And like, I feel like he should make the roster because he's had good, you know, good camps, good practices. But it's just something that he's been unfortunate in these preseason games. Just not having the, you know, the benefit of the doubt of a good quarterback. He always, has the, the wrong, he always has the wrong quarterback. Um, yeah. I wonder what happened. <laughs> I wonder what happens week four. Yeah, and then. I don't know. Would you guys be surprised if the Lions only care for wide receivers going into the season? No. Or yeah, either. actually, I would. Actually, I would. Yeah, you can. You would. I mean, yeah, if, one of them, if one goes down, you need some for special teams as well. I think they carry four. I think you need probably like five. If they carry four, maybe like it'll be for like a week or two, and then they'll claim someone or trade for someone. I don't really know. No one's really stood out. Maybe Lacey could be, be like the four. I don't know. And then who'll be the five? I have no to be idea. Honest, you don't really need five activated on game day because if they did carry five anyways, there's you would have to assume one would be inactive as a healthy one, scratch one for game act- day. One would be inactive, but you so, still want But you know you had carry four into the regular season, carry maybe two on your practice squad. Something happens, you promote one of them. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, mean no one has earned the who, spot. But who would you put as the five? I don't know. That's what I'm saying no one has earned the spot. They would have to. They would have to Powell, be via waivers or your you know, boy trade. Powell. Powell's not in the rotation. Like he's in the third team right now. Yeah, I was shocked. I thought Pablo did well the past couple of weeks. I don't know why they demoted him. Or maybe they're just trying to evaluate other players. My dog uh, TK. I don't, I don't 
TK had the drop too. He did have a drop. <laughs> yeah. But I'm know. saying like they put they they promoted TK over he, him. Yeah, he's definitely it, player. it looks like he's been on the depth chart over him since Houston. So <laughs> it, it was weird because in training camp it looked like he was getting a lot of ones and twos, but I don't know. He must have done something to get them more into the third team. Or they probably just want to see more out of other players. It's really weird. I don't know. Where yeah, was Tommy Lee? <laughs> I forgot about Tommy Lee. Yeah. Tommy. I mean, he he didn't do nothing this week. This game. I mean, I'm in pretty general, sure he was out there. I don't think he's going to make the team. He just hasn't done much. He's been injured. He's behind. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he'll make the team. It's going to have if they carry five. I I think there's no way you carry from this current rotation of. From what you have in this 90 man roster, I don't think there's a way you carry five wide receivers from this 90 man. I really don't. Guys, I thought Josh Johnson looked good today. I mean, for a guy who's been in this offense for like only a couple of weeks, I thought he looked okay. There was some things that he could obviously work on, but he showed his speed off, showed his speed and that scramble he had. He also showed something stupid when he was jumping and he threw that pass. <laughs> what the hell was that? But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he was sharp for a backup. So, But I still won't trust him as my personal backup. What do you guys think? I mean, there's options probably. You could probably trade for a guy like Josh Dobbs. He could be available. There's rumors that of Hoyer, your boy Hoyer. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, those are you know good options, good veteran options behind Matthew Stafford. But I don't think it's easy just to give up on Josh Johnson or any quarterback in general just after a few weeks, you know. Josh Johnson's been in this system for less than two weeks, and I don't think it's very fair enough just to release him. If he has a good week four in Cleveland next week, I think he should be our backup quarterback. I really do, because I don't think it's fair enough for just expect him just to evaluate him just from week two from Houston. I think we should give him the fair evaluation if he plays well in Cleveland. He should be our backup quarterback, and he has the experience of the league to be a backup I think if he has another good week, he should be our backup. And if it's another disappointment like week two, then maybe look at like guys like Brian Hoyer. Maybe look at the trade market. Like I guess you said guys like Josh Jobs. It's just right now I'm on the bubble. I'm not sold on Josh Johnson, but I think he could be our backup. The reason why like I'm not sold on him is because he's 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 played in the league for seven years, right? And he's already on his thirteenth team. I mean, if you just yeah. like no team has really committed to him long term. What, but 13 like, teams have tried him something. out. Yeah, but I mean... I mean, he's I doing, so, he's we'll, doing we'll something see. to stick around the league, right? Yeah, we'll my, my thing is with Josh Johnson, I'm not... I'm, I, don't, I don't know right now. Because he didn't have that... His day today wasn't even impressive. He threw 50%. He was 5 was for solid. 10. Yeah. He was 5 for 10. You know, you, you look at a, a percentage-wise, he's only that, that's only 50%. Um, for 70, 71 yards. So for, for me to be like, okay, to be comfortable with him being the backup, he would have to have a David Fells type game from last week. Like he have to go for like, he would have to go for like 15 to 20, like 15 for 20 for like 200 yards. And for me to be comfortable and say, okay, he could be a solid backup. But if he comes out next week and throws five for 10, 10 for 20, I, I want to see him at least throw 60%. I don't want to see, see him throw 50%. Complete fifty percent of his passes. That's that's not gonna be comfortable for, enough for me to for him to be the backup. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I thought he he almost actually brought brought us back that game. He almost came back, you know, full. He almost did. Football. They probably would have, you know, I'm not saying they probably would have, but you know, they have a solid chance of winning that football game. They they did. 
But you also got to remember he's going against a third team. So, I mean, David Fells, the same thing David Fells went through last team week. offense, though, too. Yeah, yeah, third team offense. Um, like, look at his weapons. I'm going to bring up that pass that Pierre was talking about. That that jump pass, it, it kind of reminded me, you, played 20, you know when we play 21 and you got to yeah. tip it in? Tip yeah. to make him go back to zero. <laughs> hey, 21, okay. Okay. Uh, you ain't got no 21. Look at that day, bucko. Welcome. You know, you said you want you said you want to see Josh Johnson throw like sixty percent or sixty one. Yeah, sixty at least sixty percent. His career his career average is fifty five point two percent. I know, I know. That's that's the thing. That's the so thing. Like, you're not gonna get that out of him. He's he's like he's a backup. You're not gonna get like sixty sixty five. You're just not gonna get that out of him. You're probably 60, at least sixty two. I mean, that's, hey, he 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 was the number one pick in the AAF draft. I just found that out. That today. doesn't mean crap. That was <laughs> shit. I, I Tyler, you still went the second round in the AF, bro. Well, they didn't call me, so that didn't happen. <laughs> I wish. Let's wait. Let's wait out to Cleveland. I want to see him in Cleveland first, and then I'll give you my real like answer on Josh Johnson or not. But if he completes in the sixties, I'll be comfortable with him. I'll be down. That'll be our backup. Fair enough. Fair enough. But all right, guys, that is a wrap to episode thirty-five of the Pride Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed our analysis of the game, and I hope you guys enjoyed watching the game. The first half, at least, not the second half. But I'm Tyler from Lions Nation. I'm Pierre from Detroit Lions fan page. I'm Malcolm. I'm with the Detroit Lions video page. All right, guys. One more preseason game, then you know what time it is. All right, guys. Peace out. All right, guys. Peace. Peace. Pride Podcast is sponsored by the D-Line, a lifestyle brand celebrated by Detroit and the great state of Michigan. Visit thedline.com for awesome apparel, stickers, and more. For D-Line.com, for Detroiters, made by Detroiters. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.